Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. that you have at your disposal that you've chosen this radio show. We will move on and we will persevere. The dream is dead. Whatever happens will not be quite as good as what could have happened. But the job is the job. We are professionals. Mm -hmm. We are here to deliver you the news as best we can. And so with that in mind, let's have a radio show. Garris, if you don't mind getting our normal song ready to go, we will open up the show as a normal day. But I do want you to know, today's a terrible day. The dream is dead. And what could have been will never be. Good Tuesday afternoon and welcome in to Grant and Danny. Just a couple of guys ready to talk some football. Just chopping it up. January 30th, 2024. Daniel, how are you? I'm okay, buddy. My question is, are you okay? Really? There are some words that come to mind. Yep. Devastated. Mm -hmm. Crestfallen. Yep. Livid. Mm -hmm. Outraged. Apoplectic. We'll leave it there. It's not a great day for me, but it's okay. There are other options. Yep. Two of the five of them wouldn't make me upset. 40% chance that they don't pick a coach that I'm going to have to Find a way to like, like I did the last time they hired a coach. But uh, here we are. I, there's a there's a lot of ways we could go with this. Uh-huh. But I think just to start the show, I would say, whew, it's a shame. I, I got my GM. I should have known I wasn't going to get everything I wanted. I can't be a spoiled, petulant child. I wanted my GM. Check. I wanted my head coach. 
headed in that direction. I wanted my quarterback at two. Maybe they'll trade back and take a guard. Nobody knows. But you can't get everything you want in this life. Sometimes you get kicked in the ribs. And today we got kicked in the ribs. Sometimes you you get what you need. Rolling Stones told us that. Um, Has it been made better or worse by the number of people that, for whatever reason, are euphoric and giddy that they're not going to be hiring Ben Johnson? That part I don't get. If you thought there were better candidates, that's fine. But, I mean... Our guy Chris Russell parading around here like he's conducting a parade, uh, like a drum major. We're getting text messages from people. You got like one Detroit friend who's like, "Dude, give me seven segments on your show." <laughs> Darius's homie chat is is exploded with all exclamation points and all caps by the people that were so hearts headset against this. It, yeah. it, it utterly bizarre to me. This is what happens, yeah. and and I'm not upset at anybody. Like everyone should have their fun. Okay, Chris Russell's dancing around because Dan Quinn might come, and you know he can. Follow him around and, and sniff him like he did Jim, Has- Jim Hazlitt for a bunch of years. Cool. Okay. Uh, Linnell is, is running around like he won the Super Bowl because yep. for some reason he had Ben Johnson as his sixth candidate. That's an unserious, terrible list, by the way. If Ben Johnson is number six on it, redo your list. But people can have their fun. Mm-hmm. Everyone can have a good time and high five and it's the summer of me and whatever else. Not Russell comes beaming in the door at my lowest moment with Linnell screaming on speaker. My version of hell, yeah. by the way. Russell's popping his suspenders, yeah. doing like clown nose effects. Yeah. And like, these are my buddies. These yeah. are two guys I like. Yep. But to your point, the people that are really, really happy today, they're just trolling. Right? Because you can't tell me Ben Johnson wouldn't have been a good hire. But for all the people that have been checking on me, asking me how I'm doing, I'm doing fine. We do have some business to tend to right off the bat. Mm-hmm. The Ben Johnson alert is dead. It's dead. It is gone. It is over. So, Darius, do you have the Ben Johnson alert? We need to put this thing out to pasture. I mean, one final ride for the Ben Johnson alert. It is over. You'll never hear it again on this show. Here I thought it was going to die this week. I, I did. I thought the Ben Johnson alert would go away. For very different reasons. On Wednesday. You thought it would graduate. Right, we wouldn't need it tomorrow when he was having his press conference. But uh, one last time, ladies and gentlemen. Ben Johnson alert. Mm. Ben Johnson alert. Mm. Ben Johnson alert. It hits different as the kids say. So there it goes. Off into the ether. You'll never hear it again on this show. There's a lot to chew on here, Danny. Let's start with how did this happen? Why did this happen? Do we think that Ben Johnson pulled out of this opportunity because the commanders were not going to hire him? That's a possibility. Did he pull out because the aura of Dan Campbell is just so great and the opportunity to work with Jared Goff is just so wonderful? that he decided he's got to stay in Detroit to try to finish what he started and win a Super Bowl. That's possible. Schefter's reporting that money was a major factor. So either he wanted a ton of money, and I heard early in the process from someone uh, on that side of things that he was going to ask for giant money, upwards maybe of, of second contract type money. You saw the Josina Anderson report at one point. Now the agent for Ben Johnson, Richmond Flowers, kind of shouted her down and said the report was wrong. But as we come full circle here, it sounds like maybe money was a factor. Maybe he wanted huge money. I don't think he wanted normal money, and this ownership group said, we're not going to pay that. We want to be cheap. We're going to pay below market value. I refuse to believe that Mitch Rails and all these billionaires and all these people were willing to buy this team for $6 billion and then over a couple million dollars wouldn't get the coach that they wanted. So if it was a money thing, I'll bet he wanted to be paid like, Someone who'd already proven it as a head coach, and they're going, hey, dude, you're an OC. You're really good at it, but we're not paying you that kind of money. Maybe it fell through for that reason. What do you think happened here? 
he demanded way too much money and kept saying, I'll, I'll stay. And everyone called his bluff. And eventually it got untenable and he's staying because his demands, which I think were outrageous, weren't met. And it sounds like he notified or whether it was his agent notified, whoever's in charge of notifying. I don't know exactly who called who or whom or whatever. Uh, while Washington was on the way to Detroit to interview him and also Aaron Glenn. So I, I think what happened, I think it's very simple. I think he had outrageous demands because he was a hot head coaching candidate last year. This year, he's the bell of the ball. I think Washington had all their eggs really in this basket. They were doing due diligence talking to everybody else. But this was a, this is who we have in mind. This is our one seed. This is the guy that's, you know, the 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 next frontier, brilliant offensive mind who could grow into a great head coach potentially. No one knows, of course. And I think he overplayed his hand talking about Ben Johnson. It's hard for me not to think that he was always their number one candidate. They've used, and I say they, I haven't really talked to people with the team. They've been very mum. I give them a lot of credit. Not fun for people like me who normally get some good skinny and some information, but they have done a really good job it's at been not up, yeah. putting any information out there. There have been very few leaks, right? The first time that it really hit me that maybe something was going sideways with Ben Johnson was yesterday when Adam Schefter who has a great relationship with every team and every agent, but specifically this organization for a long time, has given him all kinds of information. He came out yesterday and made it very clear, everyone slow your roll on Ben Johnson, the Mm -hmm. big Pat McAfee thing. We made a big deal about it on the show. Uh We talked about it a lot. And it got me to thinking, okay, what's going on here? Have they maybe sided on another coach? Is there a second guy that they really like? Here's what I think happened. My thesis here is that Ben Johnson was their guy all along. Now, I imagine they would take issue with that terminology because they're saying this was an open process. All these candidates have a chance. I'm not saying that that's not the case. You didn't offer him a contract, but you still go into the thing. It's human nature. Who do we think we'll end with? Who might I like the most? We're all putting together our coaching lists. Some people have Ben Johnson reasonably one, two, three. Other people have him six, seven, eight for some inexplicable reason. But like... Everyone's got their list, and so does an ownership group and a general manager, and Adam Peters getting to do this for the first time. And my belief is that they went into this thing with the odds in their office that it ended with Ben Johnson, that maybe the contract stuff got out of whack this week. And that's where I think you're right, where maybe Mm -hmm. it was the demands. Maybe it was what he's asking for and the money. And so that starts to go sideways, and that's the first time you see the big national report with the Hey, uh, this Ben Johnson and the Commanders thing, let's slow our roll here. Because you did have people all along, Ben Standig, John Kime, you know, the, the local beat, Nikki Javala. They were all putting out there, this is not Ben Johnson's job already, everybody. And I've always thought that was fair, and that's correct. Mm-hmm. They haven't offered him the job. He's still taking interviews. There's a difference between that and him being the heavy favorite. And they were all, to my knowledge, still saying they expected him to get the job. And I think that's what it was. They were going to keep doing their due diligence, keep doing what they expected, needed to be done in the process, but eventually they would be offering the job to Ben Johnson. And then as they started talking money and figures, my guess is this week, over the last 48 hours even, post-Super Bowl, maybe it got off the rails a little bit. And that's when they said, he's crazy if he thinks we're going to pay him. I'm just making up a number. You know, 12 $13 million a year. Mm-hmm. Then you leak whatever you need to to Schefter to, to let everyone know, settle down. This is not a lot. This might yeah. not happen. And one day later, Ben Johnson tells him he's staying in Detroit. So maybe that's your point there, where they're saying, we're not paying you that. He's saying, this is what I want. And today he goes, cool, no problem. 
I'll stay as the OC with the Lions and get a second raise in two years and not have to deal with everything that a head coach has to deal with. So you remember, I'm going somewhere with this. You remember when Bryce Harper and Steven Strasburg were drafted and it was the old system uh, for Major League Baseball for draft picks, and it was, you know, 11.59 and 58 seconds, and there was this real mystery. Will they sign? Will they not sign? And everyone knew they were going to sign, but it always had to be dragged out. I think it started that way, right? And everybody was always offering a caveat. It's not done till it's done, but we all know this is where it's going. And then I think he didn't budge. Reading the tea leaves here, talking about Ben Johnson. I, I think his demands were outrageous. I think his agent's demands were outrageous. And I think that's always why they had to do maybe more than met the eye there in terms of interviewing everybody else and scheduling this second and third. And fourth. I know they had to wait because Detroit was successful and they were in the NFC title game. But I think what we thought was a collision course, or we thought this was inevitable, stopped being that when he never came off of his demands. When it was always, whatever it was, super high, out of, you know, blow the market up, a, you know, Deshaun Watson level. Uh, spike in coaching salaries and responsibility and revenue and things that hadn't happened to this point. I understand he's the latest and the greatest hot head coaching candidate. Absolutely. I think that's exactly how it went down. I think they basically said, and I'm I'm assuming Seattle also, by the way, said, that's outrageous. We're not doing that. And he said, fine, I will. I will. I'm going back to Detroit to hang out with Dan Campbell and, and Jared Goff. I don't have animus toward Ben Johnson for staying in Detroit in any way. What I'm going to say, though, is that him calling the commander's brass when they were in air mid-flight headed to Detroit to interview him is a really, really bad look. That's not how you operate. And I know his agent, Richmond Flowers, and I'd assume Richmond wouldn't let him do that, but I guess he did. I've heard from... People on the team side of it that it sounds like that is exactly what happened, right? And I got to tell you, man, I'm not going to put the Josh McDaniels stamp on him, but that is not going to go over very well. For a guy who's turned down now not one but two cycles, that's fine. You could turn down jobs all you want to. It's a gamble every time you do it. It worked out this year because the offense was really good. You get further into the playoffs. Golf becomes even better in your offense. You go back again, though. You go back to the well one more time, who knows what kind of situation you're in next year in the hiring cycle. But if it's true that you're calling a team when they're on the way to interview for a second time, and my perception is you're the favorite, and this process is slow played, they're one of the last two teams to hire, they're down to the wire here, and now you're pulling your name? Sorry, man, that, that is a really bad way to do this. Yeah, I, I he's on my root against list now forever. And by the way, it wouldn't be the case if you'd just chosen Seattle. You're allowed to choose or where you want to choose. What about if he just stayed in Detroit? You're out, for, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm out on, even, on Ben even Johnson. Even if he would have informed them before they got on the flight to come meet him. I'd have been a little bit less pissed, but as, as of now, I mean, he's he's on the McDaniels tier for me. Uh, because, again, your your demands are outrageous. I understand that you're a hothead coaching candidate. So earn, you know, let's just say it's the most the first-time guy's gotten is seven. Get 7.8. Get eight. You know, get get a little uh, get a seat at the table when we decide who we're drafting. Fine, whatever, normal. Doing the take the greatest head coaching salary of anybody that's already going to the Hall of Fame and then double it and then double it again and then after you double that, triple it. Pound sand, pound sand. You did a great job with uh, with a more bound franchise, 
uh, a praying mantis stiff that nobody else wanted. Your offense is amazing and it's awesome. I love it. No one has any idea if you could be a head coach or not. We think we've got a nice starter kit here because you're, again, as an offensive mind, you're really, really good. And it's really impressive. I am impressed with your offensive abilities, your play calling, the way you marry things. I have no idea if you can make the right call in terms of clock management, in terms Nobody of when does. to challenge. No one knows. And this is what I've said every step of the way. Hiring Ben Johnson was the right thing to do, in my opinion, because he's the best play calling, designing, quarterback whispering, offensive coach available. And in every single cycle, every single time, that's who I would hire. I would hire the best coordinator of offense who's worked with quarterbacks and elevated them, who calls plays and puts defenses in binds. This time it's Johnson. If next year when he's available and you're in the coaching market, there's a better option. Maybe Bobby Slowick has the number one offense and C.J. Stroud is the MVP and he's moved ahead of Ben Johnson in that regard now. Maybe he became the favorite in his second year as the coordinator. But it's not like my infatuation with Johnson was based on the fact that he went to North Carolina. Like, it was nothing specific about him. He's just the guy that fits the mold that they should be looking to. And what is confounding to me about this process, and I want to give you full credit, you brought this up a few times, and I just kind of swatted it away because I kept saying, they're going to go with Ben Johnson. Who cares? You kept saying, is it weird that it's mostly defensive guys? Is it weird? that?" And I just kept saying, no, because their top two guys are probably Johnson and Slowick. Well, the momentum right now is toward defensive guys. Mm -hmm. And while Mike McDonald's a rock star, there's an excitement there. I think you can sell that. That can invigorate your fan base, 36-year-old stud, defensive coordinator type. The other defensive hirings are just not that exciting. Dan Quinn, retread, not exciting. Aaron Glenn has not coordinated a particularly good defense the last couple of years. Might be an exceptional leader of men, but he better put together a hell of a staff. Anthony Weaver. I don't want to be disrespectful because I've talked to people who think he's an awesome leader and he might be a great head coach. In fact, I would bet on him becoming a head coach the next few years. But Anthony Weaver was a defensive coordinator one year. It didn't go well in Houston. He's been a D-line coach the last three years. It would basically be like a Rivera hire where you're hiring him. He probably isn't going to call plays on defense, not going to call plays on offense. He'll wear the headset and make the in-game decisions and give the speeches before the game, like that kind of hire. Forgive me for not being overly excited about those names. You spent $6 billion on this thing, and, and your, your first big hire head coach is a defensive line coach, you know, who's, who's an assistant head coach with the Baltimore Ravens, but has been a coordinator for one season and not currently. That, that does not move the needle. It might be the right hire, ultimately. Any of those guys could be great mm-hmm. hires. But if we're talking about on paper, does this make a lot of sense? Does this get you excited? No. So now I look up with Ben Johnson out, and I wonder if they're in this same bind where they scramble and they go, well, shoot, it was Ben for us. Slowick versus McDonald is the two guys now that are left that I want Mm -hmm. and would be interested in. But should they open this thing back up? Should they go back to the well and go, you know what? There's only one other team hiring a guy. If we're not sold on McDonald or Quinn, one of those two's probably getting the Seattle job or whatever, should they start interviewing more people? You, You got nothing but time now. I don't know. But, yeah, it is weird, you were right, that there's now there's five guys left and four of them are defensive-minded, and one Slowick, who I would probably hire just because he's an offensive coordinator, but who's probably not quite ready in the lead-a-room lead a way. Do you have any frustration with the Harris ownership group for the way they play this? I mean, again, we're still finding out details. We, don't, we know precious little. We're trying to put together a lot of variables here. The way it sounds, again, to me, this is, this is a blame on Johnson for his outrageous demands. Should Washington have just met them? Easy for me to say it's not my money. You know, to set a precedent where mm-hmm. first-time head coaches are getting twice as much money. 
I would say yes. I think he was the right hire. Do what you got to do. But I also understand that's not really how business works. And I don't know what he was asking for. Let's say that the going rate is $6 million or something like that. And he, you know, if the going rate's $6 million and he's demanding twelve. Mm-hmm. No, that doesn't make a lot of sense. It's also, honestly, it, it, it's a little bit of a red flag if that's true. Don't you agree? Yes. If he, if he is demanding Major red flag. second contract money, if and I'm just speculating, but if he's saying, I'm not coming without this, that that tells me something I don't like. What is this really about? And why aren't you confident that you're going to get earn that second contract if you need that money now? What do you think happened? That is the first question we've got for you at 800 636 1067. Why is Ben Johnson pulling his name to stay in Detroit? Do you think he wasn't going to get the job? Do you think that they were settling on Ben Johnson but not agreeing on money? And this was his move to show them that he was serious, that he needed the cash, which is kind of what Schefter suggested that teams got spooked by the asking price. Phones are open 800 636 1067 on Grant and Danny. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. January 30th, 2024 is not going to be the day Ben Johnson was hired. We found that out about an hour and a half ago. It will be the day that we find out definitively he's not going to be the head coach of the Washington Commanders. He is staying with the Detroit Lions. Phone line's full. We're asking you guys at 800-636-1067, what do you think happened here? We're looking at the the scene, and we're trying to figure out with chairs and clothes everywhere, how did they get here? What just took place? Danny, your best thesis. I think the demands were too high, and I think they never came off of those. And what seemed to be an inevitable conclusion that he would be a head coach this cycle, whether it was here or, or elsewhere, as a guy that was doing interviews and had seemed committed to that process, I think the demands were so excessive that and he never came off them that he finally just sort of said, okay, if you're not going to meet them, I'm going back and staying here in Detroit. Uh, maybe there's a bad taste in his mouth after that last game. I don't know if anything changed in that regard. But to me, you know, he waited till the 11th hour to change his mind, to, to withdraw again from the process, which seems impossible to understand unless you kind of look at maybe some external factors like the money. The one part of this I'm most confident in is that Johnson was the number one target throughout this process. That's about all I'm I'm pretty sure about. Now, how we got here is more interesting to me. Could Ben Johnson have coached in the NFC Championship game, that gut-wrenching, 
heartbreaking, terrible loss for Detroit on Sunday, 48 hours ago or whatever it was. Lost that game and felt like, I got to stay. I got to be here. I'm close. We're, we're too close. We got to finish what we've started. I owe it to these guys. I guess that's possible. That level of loyalty is unprecedented if that's true. So just call me a cynic. I don't think that's what this is. It's possible he could be the most loyal, decent right-hand man of all time to Dan Quinn and just say, <laughs> I'm not going to abandon you because I know what happened to Mike Vrabel after Arthur Smith left. And I know what happened to Dan Quinn after Kyle Shanahan left, right? I mean, when the coordinator leaves after your run and the guy that relies on the the brain trust around him as coordinators, the offensive defensive geniuses, when those guys start to walk out, sometimes everything in the program can cave in. Maybe he's just the most loyal lieutenant of all time. I don't necessarily buy that. There might be some of that. With you on the negotiation part, uh, as far as whether it was money or something else, the two sides maybe just not seeing eye to eye. And and as the process played out, Washington wanted to make it really clear to Johnson. It doesn't have to be you, man. Like, we like you. Mm -hmm. I know you're really, really good. You're a superstar. But we can hire Mike McDonald. He's really good, too. We can hire Bobby Sloak. We can hire Anthony Weaver. He's an awesome leader. We could hire Aaron Glenn in your own building. He'd be a great head coach. And so I understand the feeling from, from Johnson's camp to a degree that this is a leverage play. He was the number one head coaching candidate this cycle. I think that's pretty fair, right? A lot of teams felt like they couldn't get him, be it Tennessee, be it Atlanta, whoever, and they moved on, even after maybe you know reading the tea leaves. Because there was a consensus among folks looking at this thing that Washington seemed inevitable. There's a new energy here. The new ownership group is very well thought of. Uh, Adam Peters is a rock star. That was the number one GM candidate in the sport. It happened here. So there was this sort of, we can't wait around for this because we might miss out on our second choice, our third choice, whatever. So you saw how fast everything moved. Everyone else waiting for it, I think, felt like they had a legitimate shot at getting him. And then he sort of pulled the plug here. Not even sort of, he pulled the plug here as the Harris ownership group is flying to Detroit to meet with him. Man, oh man. Again, knowing what we know now, you think you think Washington might have liked, might have liked to consider Jim Harbaugh a little stronger? You think they might have liked to, uh, I don't know, have kicked the tires on Dave Canales or, or Brian Callahan or Shane Waldron? I mean, who knows? The, the carousel is almost all stopped. Staffs are now being assembled, right? I mean, guys that have been hired are now grabbing quarterbacks coaches to be their OCs. Defensive coordinators and, and, and you know position coaches are moving up to, to different organizations. Guys are pulling staffs together. And now Washington is left behind the eight ball because of his late decision. Now, you can still end up with a great head coach. Nobody's saying that. But the way that this went down is not good. I, I, there's no way around it to me. Yeah, and, and you just have questions, right? How much of it is Ben Johnson? Now, he's done this before, for the record. So you kind of put a lot on his, maybe the balls in his court in some way. Because the, the track record, he did this last year. Now, he didn't like the jobs that were left open, I don't think. But well into the process, he decided to go back to Detroit. So this is kind of round two of him doing this in some regard. To, let, let's just suggest that first and foremost. But now that you you have some questions of if this was ownership's number one target, and I know that they've put out there to Schefter and, and elsewhere, you know that it was not their number one guy throughout the process. Um, then they didn't get their guy, if, mm-hmm. if that's the case, right? That that's the first time you would have seen that. If Peters was their guy, they got him. If they wanted Johnson, they didn't. I, I don't necessarily worry too much about that because while I thought he was the best option. It was an unknown. Like, this is one of those things six months from now 
that probably is not as devastating as it feels to a lot of people who were excited about Ben Johnson today. Because it felt like a done deal, Grant. I mean, that, that's reasonable, by the way, that, that it feels disappointing because there was so much energy, so much reasonable, hey, guys, 2 plus 2 equals 4, it's 2 equals 4, and every day we had that lined up and it made too much sense those pieces were fitting as other positions were filled that weren't Ben Johnson going there. Which is true, but that's not even why I'm upset or why I, I think a lot of people just thought, this is going to be awesome. They're going to pick the offensive-minded, hot-shot head coach and draft a quarterback at two, and those two guys together as uh, you know Jordan and Pippen, as peanut butter and jelly, are going to be a great marriage for 15 years. You're going to have your McCarthy and Rodgers, your Peyton and Breeze. Like, the stars were aligned finally for them to have that, and maybe they go Slowick and they still do, but at this point, I guess anything's possible, and that's up in the air, which we should talk about. The other candidates here, of the remaining five candidates, Slowick, there's no real traction on because the second interview with him was last week. Mm -hmm. They had to wait for all the other guys pretty much other than Dan Quinn until this week. So it's Slowick and Quinn, Aaron Glenn from Detroit, and then the two Baltimore assistants on defense, the coordinator, McDonald, and the D-line coach, Weaver. Where are you on the, the remaining five guys? I mean, McDonald's my... Heavy, clear favorite. Um, I would have loved them to talk to Mike Vrabel, but they don't seem interested in that. So that that was my second favorite in, in the whole process that included uh, Ben Johnson before all this. So he's out. So among the group of five, I don't know, I guess my two seed, it might be Weaver just because of the Baltimore cologne. Um, and then, you know, Slowick's so in that mix. way down the list. Now, he'd, be, he'd be kind of a 2A or a 3, I suppose. So what's interesting to me then from your standpoint is you're then going heavy on like – not to belittle you, you know nothing about Anthony Weaver. None of us do, other than that he was the D-line coach of the Ravens. But you're going with, he was in Baltimore for three years. Yep. And supposedly he might be a good leader of men, and like that's enough for you over a guy who just helped C.J. Stroud turn in the best rookie year ever, who calls plays, who's offensive-minded. You're, you're good with that. Yes. Basically that good organization, do it the right way, cologne, I'm, I'm cool with. It's not my ideal. It's not what I would do. I, I would have done, but, but, but right now, going here, uh, now, the yeah. options currently. I would, I would probably go Weaver with access to, you know, uh, a, a beloved guy with access to sort of Baltimore underlings, bringing some of that down here. Now you're now you're marrying 49ers culture, winning a lot. Baltimore co- culture, winning a lot. Here in DC, I would take that to a degree. I, it's not again, it's not how I, I would have drawn it up, but maybe it leads you to a good place. Hmm. I think. Yeah, I really like Mike McDonald a lot. I mean, I think he's a star. That's my easy one seed. Uh, So I agree that I think he's certainly a rising star, no doubt. I'm debating between him and Slowick because it's hard for me. I don't think Slowick's ready to, to, like, be a great head coach. Mm -hmm. I think Slowick would do the best job with your young quarterback, and I care more about that. I, I think, to me... Like that's the best case. Being best the argument, awesome yeah. speech maker in front of the room, lead, like you just had Ron Rivera, who was supposedly really good at that. Mm-hmm. That that doesn't get you anywhere if you don't have a quarterback who's good, if you can't make plays, and you don't have a good offense. And I think Slowick would would give you a better chance to have a really good offense. I will not be upset if it's McDonald. I really really like him a lot. I think I would lean Slowick by a hair just because he's offensive minded. But those are the two guys, one way or the other, now with. With my Ben Johnson dreams dashed, that would excite me. Other than that, it, like I'm not going to be angry. Anthony Weaver seems like an awesome guy. I look mm-hmm. forward to getting to know him, seeing what he's all about. 
Aaron Glenn, I I, I just don't really get it. Your, yeah, don't, your defenses aren't that good. But, I don't have much Glenn or Quinn interest. Uh, Dan Quinn is, is the he's in his own category of like, I'll just have to. I mean, that's now we're just working. We're just we're doing the show, and I'm just going to say what needs to be said, and hopefully it goes well. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I mean, I could talk myself into Weaver and Glenn. You're just you're off the grid at that point, but you're you're betting big on guys that blew you away in interviews. I'm surprised that there's five candidates left and only one of them calls plays on offense. Stunning. 800-636-1067. We'll hear from you guys next on Grant and Danny. Ben Johnson told the team today as they were flying to meet with him in Detroit that he does not want to come to Washington and that he is staying with the Lions. You're listening to The Fan. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Yeah, fascinating decision by Ben Johnson. And I would say, you know, if he wants to win the Super Bowl, Detroit is loaded. They're going to be loaded again next year. That is a great spot to do it. And, you know, always a chance he can win a Super Bowl as a head coach. But this is a good opportunity for him. Stay there. He was richly compensated for his decision uh, last year. Similar decision this year. And I think, you know, just be frank, I think it's before the coaching church, everyone assumed, all right, he's definitely getting a head coaching job. He's the leading candidate here. He's the leading candidate there. One thing that I've been saying and you have been saying as well is the commanders were far more open than it seemed. This was not just Ben Johnson's job. They have been a wide-ranging search. It is still ongoing. That was Ian Rappaport of NFL Network. Ben Johnson staying with the Lions. 800-636-1067 is the number. We want to hear from you guys on Grant and Danny with you until 6.30 tonight. How do you think we got here? Let's go to the phones. First time today, Kevin is in Arlington. What's up, Kevin? How are you? Hey, guys. Hey, well, January 3rd, 30th, excuse me, is still only going to be remembered in Redskin Commander's Land as when we won our first Super, Super Bowl. Bowl in Pasadena because uh, I, there was a chance this morning that, uh, you know, what have we been saying? New ownership group. Home run, check. New GM, home run, check. New head coach, home run, whoops. And I'm stunned. We're late in the game. The last time we were this late in the game, it's because Danny and Vinny were running things like a mousetrap, and we ended up with Zorn. You know, I, I just, to me, part of this too, I think the Snyder tax is still in effect, okay? I was stunned we got Adam Peters as early as we did and that we got him at all. But let's face it, guys, Ben Johnson's 37. He's not seen what this town could be. We have the worst NFL facilities in Ashburn and Landover, respectively. Thanks, Dan. The roster sucks. Thanks, Dan and Ron. And you know what? We're no longer the Redskins. Why? Because of how Dan treated his minority owners. And, you know, Fred Smith pulled the power play. He changed the name. And now, you know, it's just, oh, this is a big uphill slog 
for Harrison. I don't know of the guys that are left. Is there anyone special that's left? Maybe McDonald. I don't know. This is devastating. Appreciate you, Jeff. Buddy. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. I, I actually do think it's a good point in, to to some degree. I know it's maybe in the immediacy of I don't want to say we're overreacting, but we're all kind of doing this in real time. But we talked about this a bunch, GP. The Harris Ownership Group does have an uphill climb here, right? The the new Cologne is nice. You got Peters, which wouldn't have been possible a year ago. That is a huge first step and probably the biggest one I still think that you could possibly have taken, right? To get a real GM candidate in here that everybody else wanted. But you're still dealing with everything that Kevin laid out, right? A, a roster that's pretty bereft of, of elite talent, and maybe the down-the-line talent's not good either. The worst facilities in the sport, a fight over a stadium that still seems years away, uh, and you're still trying to build back the fan base. This is not, Nothing is easy about this, and it's a nice reminder that you still have a long way to go. Totally, and you still have the number two pick, and you still have your $80 million totally. in cap yes. space. And, you know, you still have the brand-new GM who's going to be a really good talent evaluator, hopefully. So it, it's all good for the most part. While I think people who locked in on Ben Johnson because he was the rock star offensive candidate, like me, are going to be disappointed by this, it's just that you're not getting steak. You're getting something else. You'll still get something that could be really good. We're still going to the restaurant. You might get a nice pasta dish. You could get you know, a nice uh, chicken breast or something. You know, you're just not getting the steak that you wanted. But they got to make an excellent hire. By the way, this search is curious. They did not interview Mike Vrabel. I'm glad they didn't interview Bill Belichick, but even that is still interesting, mm-hmm. I would say. I, in fact, I love that they didn't interview Bill Belichick. That tells me a lot of things I like about this group. But in terms of who the finalists are, like Aaron Glenn, Anthony Weaver, I mean, these are some surprising names for this $6 billion entity, right? So you better be right. I mean, that's that's the bottom line. It's, it's a huge decision. Drew's in Graysonville, wherever that is. What's up, Drew? Hey, guys. Uh, thanks for having me on. So I was um, pretty excited and optimistic about getting um, – about how this was going to go down. But I am glad that we didn't get him or we didn't get Ben Johnson because, you know, a guy that's going to cancel a meeting with senior business guys that are on a plane out there already, that tells you a lot about his personality. And he wasn't a foregone conclusion. So I was optimistic if we got Ben Johnson, he'd do all the right things to – the cards could all line up or the stars could line up. But uh, once he once he canceled that meeting and the way he did it made me have second thoughts. And, and I, want, I don't want a guy like that. We never knew if he was a good leader of men. And that's not what you do if you really want to be a respected professional. And I think there's other candidates. I mean, I like the guys from Baltimore. They're right up the road. Um, but uh, I'd rather find out now that this was Ben Johnson's character, then find out after he was on board. So. Let, let me ask you this, or I guess I'll say goodbye as, mm-hmm. as you're gone, but rhetorically I'll ask the question. when you Before we go assaulting Ben Johnson's character, like maybe he just wants to stay in Detroit and win a Super Bowl. That's not that bad of a crime. Now, I, I'm not suggesting that's exactly what happened. I imagine the negotiation went bad, or maybe Schefter's uh, reporting about the, the digits, the money, whatever is true. But... I think there's something to be said, Danny, for the possibility that just like last year, they got close. This time you were right there. You were up 17 in the NFC title game. And he said, you know what? I told these guys we were going to win the Super Bowl together. I want to win the Super Bowl with these guys. I'm cynical. I don't quite buy that, but that is possible. Sure. I'm open to it. But the again, the way it's not a crime to go change teams or kind of if you'd pick Seattle over here, I'd have been disappointed, but I, I wouldn't find him villainous. 
I find this this sort of spoiled mind change at the last eleventh hour weirdness. I mean, stay in Detroit. If you want to stay in Detroit, stay in Detroit. Declare that, right? Now you've got people counting on you. It's why I think, again, Josh McDaniels is such a villain. People were counting on him. He took the job in Indianapolis. And then, at the you know, as people have already moved their families and enrolling kids in school, he's a like, gas yeah, psych, never mind. Wrong. You can't do that. People are now counting on you as part as part of this process. And you bail on them when they're on a flight to come see you. So I, I don't. if you want to do that, you're allowed to do that. I'm also allowed to think it's a, a really terrible, underhanded way of going about your business. How are you guys feeling with the breaking news of the day? Ben Johnson's not coming to Washington. He is staying with the Lions. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.